0: Hello everyone and welcome back to All Whack. I love saying that because like, it rhymes and it's just a good time. I like things that rhyme. Ah, god. I'm just gonna rhyme a poet at work here. Uh, So today we are going to talk about being a people pleaser. So for all my fellow people pleasers out there, hi, hello, how are ya? Welcome to my TED Talk. For people pleasers. I'm sure there are like actually. Actually there probably are TED Talks about this. And now I'm intrigued. And I'm going to look them up after I'm done recording. And I'll probably be watching TED Talks all day. Because once you start watching TED Talks you can't stop. They're too good. (laughs) So to my fellow people pleasers. We got to stop being a people pleaser. And be more of a self pleaser. And I say this because being a people pleaser, you're basically living life to please other people. You're living your life to please other people. Let let me repeat that. You're living your life to please other people. And that's that's not something that you want to do with your life. It's it because I'm sure there are aspirations that you have that you want to do but you know pleasing other people for some reason just comes in front of that and and i'm not calling anybody out except for like myself and other people pleasers out there and there are varying degrees of people pleasing um you know it's it's one thing like if you're in customer service yeah you kind of have to you know please other people but, like, you know, that's a job. But if you're living your actual life to please other people, it it's just not something that you want to do. And I, I think people-pleasing... I know this is how my people-pleasing nature started, is I just wanted people to like me. So, for example, the way I would people-please is people would talk about a certain thing, like a show or a band or, you know, whatever. And I would look into whatever it was they were talking about. And even if I didn't like it, I would just find things to talk about. Because now that I knew what they were talking about, I could now talk about it. And it was just like, you know, I wanted people to be my friend and like me and want to spend time with me, you know, and and have things in common. But it's kind of hard to make... I mean cuz at that point like they're just artificial friends that you've made, you know. It's it's not even like they're being false or they're you know not living their truth or whatever. It's it's just you know. And it's not it's not a bad thing really when you're younger, I guess. Like I'm just saying, I'm kind of just talking out of my ass, but like You know, I think when you're younger, it's natural to do that. You know, not when you're like a little, little kid, but I mean like teenage years. When you're first becoming a teenager, that's kind of normal where you're like, I just want people to like me. I want them to like me. I need friends. You know, I don't want to be an outcast. And so it's kind of natural to just want to hang out with people and talk. And then, you know, I had this where I had certain people that I wanted to be friends with and... I would go to those people, you know, and I would kind of hang out with them or, you know, I would, when there's group assignments at school, that's, that's how I did. I was sneaky. I was like, when there's group assignments and I know I have to spend time with other people, I'm like, who do I want to be my friend? Cause like, these are the people I want to like try and be around. So the teacher's like, oh wow, let's put them all together. And I'm like, yes, yes, you have, you've read my mind, you know, and and then you know you're in that environment with those people so when you're you know a teenager that i feel like that's a pretty normal thing you know and and but also that is a form of people pleasing finding out information from people you're like oh they like this well i like that not really but you just say it cuz you want them to be the, your friend you know the popular people you want to be popular you know and you you want the And when I say you, I mean me. I don't mean, like, everybody wants to be popular, but I know I did. I wanted all the popular people to like me and be my friend. Um, But in order... I I was kind of weird about it because I also wanted to be myself. So I was like, I was the band kid. So, you know, your friend... When you're a band kid, you're friends with all the band kids. But, you know, when there's other people outside of band, they think you're weird because you're in band. You know, I don't know, it was weird. Junior high was a weird time, because it's like, I wanted to be me, but I also wanted to be everybody else, you know? And it's, sorry, my dogs are barking at other dogs. I love it. (laughs) I always, there's always a feature on my podcast, whether it be a person or any of my dogs, there's always a feature. Um, Oh, he came to my door and ran away. (laughs) So you know, when you're, when you're young, I feel like that's a pretty natural thing. And then when you get a little bit older into your, you're a little more of a teenager when you're, you know, 15, 16, you kind of, at least for me, I, I was still in band. I enjoyed doing band and I did sign language. Those were, those were my two main things that I really enjoyed to do at school. And then I really liked to read, but I didn't have like I don't I I still don't I don't have a lot of friends who like to read well I have friends who like to read but they don't necessarily like to read the same things I like to read but you know we can still talk about books and like ideas and you know because they learn information I like Jordan Jordan likes to read a lot of nonfiction it's to me it seems like she likes to read a lot of nonfiction which is totally fine I mean read what you want to read reading is good no matter what you're reading um I'm, but she reads a different kind of nonfiction. She likes the, a lot of the psychological, like how your brain thinks about stuff, or like you know how how the human mind works, and that's really fascinating to her, which is great. And it's fascinating to me too. But I would rather have somebody tell me about it than me read a whole book about it. You know, and I like to read more of the fiction type things. I like I like the make believe type of stuff, and I I do like the nonfiction, but I like the more Um, like I, I just read a couple weeks ago, I finished, um, Essential by The Minimalist because that's a topic, a nonfiction topic that I'm really interested in. And I like to read about celebrities, like dead celebrities. I got a couple books about Amy Winehouse and I got one about Kurt Cobain. I have some about Freddie Mercury. Like I, I like to read about, you know, artists like that. And I have one for Audrey Hepburn as well. All of which I have not read, but I, well, I've read the Freddie Mercury one, but, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things where it's like, I have that in common with people, but, you know, when I was in high school, that's not what everybody liked to do. Not everybody liked to read, and, and I remember in, I think, 11th grade, I had a different book I was reading every week, because I was, if y'all went to CK, Uh, I had Ms. Rummel, and she had, like, the reading logs, so you had to, like, log the books that you were reading, and each week I had a different book, and, um, I don't know, I was proud of that, you know, and, and some, I don't know how other people took that, but I don't, I don't even know if other people noticed, but I know some people did, they're like, damn, you have a different book every week, I go, yep, I do, Because I just read so much. I would neglect my math and I would read. Because I did not like math. (laughs) I did not want to learn the math. Because I did not care. I wanted to read instead. Um, But you know, that was... I feel like the later teenage years is when you kind of... You still want people to like you. But you're kind of still doing your own thing. Whereas when you're 12, 13. You're like... That's when you realize that you're moving up in life you're leveling up because now you're in junior high you have you instead of having one teacher You have six teachers and you have to please these bitches all of them You have six different teachers that all do different things and that can be stressful That was very stressful for me because I had I, I think ninth grade I had mr. Power the math teacher don't get me wrong, I loved Mr. Power. He was a great teacher, but he horrified me. I was scared of him a lot. Like he yelled a lot, and it wasn't even like out of anger a lot of the time, but some he was just excited and would just yell. And it was it was horrifying. But I mean, I forgot where I was going with that. But I just a little side tangent. But um, you know, when you're 12 or 13, you You realize, yeah, you're higher up in the food chain a little bit, but you're, you're, you know, 7th, 8th grade, you're not quite ninth grade. And, you know, the ninth graders had it made. (laughs) But, you know, you, that's where you kind of establish, you're like, all right, elementary is over. We have, most of my friends went to Klahowia because they went to Sebeck Uh, elementary school and went to Cougar Valley and now and then now they're gone and then you know we're all at the junior high now and they're you know uh CK junior high you know you had Silverdale you had Emerald Heights Elementary and you had Cougar Valley I mean you know you're more schools going into one and then when you get to high school you're leveling up again where it's all the junior highs are now in the high school level so you know as you level up in life um you know you you start to kind of want different things. You still want people to like you and you still want friends, but you you realize more things that you want to do. Um and for me, I feel like, you know, band I really enjoyed band as much as it, I as much anxiety as it had caused me. I still really enjoyed it. And sign language, sign language was really nice for me because it was it was the one class where like I could just you know, because I, I had a really good relationship with Miss Romano, and she was a great, great teacher. And um, and I just had a, I had a really nice time in that class. And so I realized, I was like, oh, wow, this is I actually really enjoy this. And I had friends in that class, too, and I had friends who didn't take sign language. But, you know, that that was one thing where I was like, this is one of my interests now. This is what I like to do. And I didn't really want people to pull me away from it. And same with reading. It was I was like, I value my reading time. And I value my sign language time. I value my band time. So, I mean, those were... You kind of learn. You're like uh, dividing. I didn't do sports. So, I, I, did, I couldn't care less about sports at all. I just didn't give a shit. So, <laughs> you know, you have... And then, you know, the sports people were the same way. It's like, I value this time with football, soccer, whatever sport you're doing. And then, you know... Or track, whatever. I don't know. We had a lot of sports. But, you know, you, you kind of prioritize your time differently. And that's when you kind of realize, oh, this is what I want to do. But, like, again, for me, within my interests, I would still want to please other people. Like, in in sign language, I wanted Miss Romano to like me. And I knew she did, but I there were some points and, like, she always would reassure me she's like you're doing so well you're doing such a great job and you know I was always reassured that I was doing a great job but there were points where I was like am I doing enough though like I feel like I'm disappointing her a little bit because you if you took sign language you know you had to at certain points in the year like Christmas time we had to sign Christmas songs and then we had our ASL concert in the springtime but you know we there were points where i was like am i picking too easy of songs you know and i was like you know there's there's never an easy song i mean sometimes there are like we i did all together now with a different person like because they didn't want to be up there by themselves but they wanted an easy song so i was like okay all together now by the beatles hella easy song because really you're just you're signing word like colors and numbers basically like there's no depth to that song, so it's not, you don't have to like pick it apart. But usually in sign language, when you're doing songs, you have to pick the songs apart and figure out the deeper meaning and you know, that kind of thing. Kind of, a, you have to interpret it a whole different way. And so when I was picking songs, I'm like, are these too easy? I feel like this is so easy for me, but the reason why it was so easy for me is like, I am a musician, I knew the songs, like the back of my hand and I had felt deeper connections to the song so I just felt like it was super easy to me and but I was like am I really pushing myself she's gonna be disappointed in me because I'm not pushing myself to really like focus and pick a harder song you know and and you know that messes you up psychologically because then you're thinking like oh I'm not doing enough and then you know I would pick a different song I did what's this from Nightmare Before Christmas for one of the Christmas ones we had to do, and that was a really hard song. I really felt like I pushed really hard on that. And I didn't get usually, I get like a hundred percent on the songs, but I think I got like a 95 because there were parts that I messed up. Because I mean, he's singing it so fast, and I was, you know, and I but I, I felt like I really challenged myself in, and and, um, and I got a 95, which is still an A, but I was like, damn, I bet she's disappointed because I didn't get a hundred, you know. and. And she was not disappointed. You know, she was grading me fairly, and I knew that. But at the same time, I was like, I know she's not disappointed. I know she's really proud, but, but my mind was like, she is disappointed. She, she knew that I didn't get 100, and she's probably disappointed because I always get 100. I always, always, always get 100% on the songs, and I didn't this time, and I bet she's disappointed about that. And, and you know, looking back, I'm like, wow overthinking everything. That's also I feel like that's a tiny part of being a people pleaser depending on the on the form in which you people please. Um you know, and and sometimes that's with classes. For me a lot that was classes. If I really liked the teacher that I had, whenever I didn't do something that I felt was not to the best of my ability, I I just was like, they hate me. They think I'm the worst student. And, you know, I thought that all the time. And then I had Mr. Sweet. And I think, I don't know if he still does, but w- my year, um, kind of like partway through the quarter, he would, or the semester, he would ask you what you thought your grade would be. An A, B plus, or a C, D, whatever. And so I was like, uh, I think I would give myself a B plus and he goes really why and I go well I know I do the work but I feel like I do the bare minimum and he goes I really don't think you do I think you you know I was like I can step it up I could if I really if I really put my mind to it and he goes no you do the work and when there's words you don't know you look them up you write them down like I told you to do and they everybody else well I mean not everybody but a lot of people in the class didn't do that like, he told you, he's like, if you don't know a word, look it up, you know, because then you're missing all the shit, and that was his thing, but, you know, he goes, no, I would give you an A, because you, you do what you're supposed to do, that's what you're supposed to do, and, but to me, that, I never felt like that was really, like, good enough, I was, you know, this feels like a therapy session, but, you know, I, I, and if you can relate to this in any way, I just I want to tell you like what I've what I've learned from that is I was just being way hard on myself because I felt like I had to be so other people wouldn't be hard on me. Um unless it was math. I really did not give a shit about math. I hated math. So I did not care, but everything else that I mildly enjoyed or really enjoyed i was like why am i horrible you know i just felt like i had and i was letting all my teachers down and things like that and i'm like they have 150 students to worry about and i am i had decent grades and i'm i was like they probably think that i'm fine and i'm doing pretty well but i just felt like i was doing the shittiest job ever and you know i would be one of the you know top maybe 10 or 15 in the class, you know, the top half, I was in the top 50%, um, of the class, you know, and, but I never felt like I was really giving it the best I could. Um, so, you know, there's that type of people pleasing where it's with school or, you know, people that are kind of in charge of you, whether it be your boss or your teacher, professor, whoever, um, you know, you you want them to think that you're doing a good job. And another another thing too, uh, like with being liked, is I have a really hard time saying no to people. So, I you know, and I I know, I know I'm a very nice person. I sometimes I think I'm just too nice. I've been told that I'm too nice too, um, because I have a really hard time telling people no. And it's not, sometimes it's with my job, like I I sometimes take on more than I feel like I can handle, but I do it anyway because I know the people need help. Um, But I don't, I don't cut it off there, you know, because like work is one thing. It's like we're all working together as a team to get the job done. And I work in an office, so, you know, we have to work together to, you know, get certain things done. Which is understandable, but, you know, in, in, on my free time, I don't really prioritize me all the time. I've been a lot better about it lately, but I used, I used to not. I would just, you know, people would be like, oh, come hang out with us. And I'd be like, I really don't want to. I'm very tired. I'm very sad. I don't want to be around people. But, you know, I would text back, be like, okay, are you going to pick me up? Because, you know, I didn't drive. I was 15. (laughs) So I'm like, are you going to come get me or like, what what's going on? So um, because I didn't want them to not invite me places, you know, because that would happen where I would say, no, I don't really want to hang out. And then eventually uh, with people I did that enough with, they stopped inviting me to do things. So then I felt left out. And then I was like, shit, I have to actually say yes to do things that I might not want to do just so people keep inviting me to things, you know? And, and I'm, I'm not friends with a lot of those people now and I don't really talk to them anymore. And the friends that I do have now, we all have this like understanding. It's like, you know, we're all busy with life and side projects and, you know, things that we like to do. And we all kind of coordinate. We're like, hey, do you want to hang out this day? Are you free this day? And you know, I, most of the people that I hang out with know that I work full-time, eight to, like, I have a set schedule, so, and most people that I know know that, so they know my schedule, and they kind of just figure out, like, oh, okay, like, I'm I'm free after five on this day, like, let's go hang out, or, like, let's get dinner, or whatever, um, and so... It's it's not a huge deal when we all can coordinate, and then it's it's also not a huge deal when we can't make it to something, or if we're like, oh man, I have to work late, or you know, I I'm hanging out with somebody else, I already made plans, whatever, and and now it's not a big deal. And I used to just freak out. I'm like, oh my god, they they don't want to hang out with me. They're you know, and I just I would freak out about that. But now it's it's a lot easier to kind of understand that. Um, mm. And I'm really thankful to have people in my life who understand that, too. It's like, yeah, I I don't do a lot, but when I do have stuff going on, they understand, and it's not a huge deal if we can't do something. Um, but with saying no to people, it's been... I have a hard time with it, because, you know, I I want to give people the tough love, and I'm like, hey, you know, like you have to figure your own shit out. I can't always be there. You know, I want to be, but, like, I can't always, because it, it's, depending on what it is, it can take, like, a mental toll on me, because I'm such an empath, like, I, I feel, I, I feel, when people tell me about their sadness, I feel that sadness, and I just want to, like, hug them and give them love and just be there for them, um, but, you know, it it that can also take a mental toll on me sometimes. And then, you know, when people need favors, I am usually the one... I feel like when people need a favor, depending on what it is, I'm the one they come to because I won't say no. And, again, being way too nice. I say being way too nice, but the actual meaning is I can't say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I'm way too nice. Underline, you know, subtitle insert subtitle here I can't say no to this, you know, and and a lot of the time when I can't say no, it's just because I can't find a reason to say no. <clears throat> I can, you know, there, I'm just like I don't have like I'm literally not doing anything. I could give this person a ride or I could go with this person to do something or whatever. If, even if I don't want to. It's like I have I have the time and the means and I'm not doing anything but I don't want to, but I still do it because, you know, I, for me too, I also feel like that's just a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing to do to show people that you care about them. Um, you know, depending on the extremity, like if it's, if it's like, Hey, will you take me to the airport at three in the morning on a Tuesday? Uh, no, I have to work. (laughs) So, you know, that I would, I I don't know, actually. It might depend on the person, but, like, I feel like if somebody asked me at the right time, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that, you know, and then when I'm doing it, I'll just hate myself and be like, what the fuck did I do, you know, or if I say no um, initially, you know, sometimes sometimes some people know how to manipulate it and manipulate my mind and just be like, but you do want to do it because you're a nice person and you will do it because you're so nice. And I hate that. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. That is the most horrible thing. I That is one of the things that gives me anxiety that should not give me anxiety. Because <laughs> I'm like, why? No, I don't. I just, uh. there. There's just so much that I say no to that. Or that I have said no to that people are like, but you do and you will because you're nice. So you know, I just I I've gotten a little bit better about that too. Where um, I have said no to people and I just don't let them change my mind. Or I just I just I literally will make something up. I'm like, sorry, I can't. I'm I am gone. I'm helping my mom. You know, and, and just because I'm like, I don't really, I don't want to be rude about it, you know, and, and a lot of that, you don't have to be rude about it, you just be like, nah, I really, I just, I can't, you know, and, and then, but usually when you say I can't, people are like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, I'll find somebody else, but, you know, then you get that occasional asshole that's like, why not? You know? And you're like, what do I say to that? Like, I don't want to go away? Like, there's just, you don't know the protocol there. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't like how I live like that. I just, I don't like living to please everybody else. I want to live to please myself because there are things that I want to do. And I feel like, A few of those things I could be held back from just by pleasing everybody because I'm like, if I don't want to- like, Rocky Horror. By the way, I was finally in Rocky Horror yesterday, and it was fan-frickin-tastic. I had such a good time. I was a Transylvanian, and it was a Disney theme. I dressed up like Winnie the Pooh. It was awesome. Gonna do it again next month, so you should definitely come down to that. Um, I think it'll be a great, great time. Uh, Anyway. But I finally did that. And then I aspire, I really would love to play Janet. And I think that I eventually can. Um, but here's here's my point with what I'm going here. My mom has expressed that she would like to come see it. If I, That's point one. Point two, if I am Janet, I will be in my underwear on stage in front of a lot of people. Point three, my mom will dislike this. <laughs> she will not like that. And for me, I am like, ooh, I know that will that my mom will not like that. Because she'll be like, why are you naked in front of everybody? And, you know, I'm like, well, it's that's the part. That's Janet. That's just how it is. Um, but, like, I want to do that. It's not that I, like, want... I aspire to be pretty much naked in front of everybody. No, I just think that, like, Rocky Horror is such a fun thing. And just... To be immersed in. It's like a. It's just like a. It's its own culture. It's awesome. And I'm like, I would love to be Janet. I have so many funny ideas to be Janet. Because if you've seen Rocky Horror Live, there's like callbacks and stuff. And when you see Janet, you're supposed to yell slut. And like, I want to wink at people when they call me a slut. When they say, they see me and they know I'm Janet and they go slut, I just want to wink at them. You know, that's all I want to do. Because I just think that would be hilarious. And you know it's just little things like that where I just want, I just want to have. It's just it's a fun time. It's just such a good time, and that's just it's that's something that I want to do. Like being and being on Rocky Horror, like that was something I did for me, and I really enjoyed that. And I want to do more things for me because I I really did enjoy myself and I met awesome people. I met such great people. And I I want to continue that. I want to continue to feel that way and be with those people and grow as a person and all that wonderfulness. So I highly recommend to all the people pleasers out there, stop being a people pleaser and start being a self pleaser because... It will just it will just change everything, and trust me, it will totally be worth it. It'll be scary because it was scary for me, and but it's so worth it. it's so so worth it. So on that note, I will leave you with all of that that I just said it I like how this episode was just kind of rambly and it felt like a therapy session but i feel like we've talked about some things and i hope you could relate a little bit in some aspects um not attacking anyone or calling anybody out except for myself i'm like hey stop doing this it's not good um but i'm gonna leave you with that and stay groovy